Welcome to Driven in Her Purpose. This is a show that brings women together, women who are answering God's calling in their lives every day and living in their purpose with confidence. I started this show with the purpose of bringing together a community of women who are dreaming, doing, and making an impact on the world using their talents, their gifts, and their life experience. I strongly believe that having a supportive and spirit-filled community is instrumental to starting and growing any business. I believe that women need to be united and lift each other up and help each other shine. With God as our guide, we can do anything. So are you ready to join us? Then let's do this together. Welcome back to another episode of Driven in Her Purpose. I'm Rosie Leonor, your host, and I'm so happy that you can join me today for this special Spirit-Filled Saturday. Today is extra, extra special because I have a guest with me that is super close to my heart in more ways than one. This is my husband, Fernando, the love of my life here, <laughs> and he's joined me today so we can partner up in bringing today's message to you. And today's message is three fatherly characteristics of God. So let's do this. You ready, baby? Yep. All right, let's go. Let's go. Awesome. <laughs> do you want to say a little something about yourself to introduce yourself to everyone? Sure. Um, <laughs> my name is Fernando, and uh, I am a proud stepdad of two boys and a beautiful baby girl who's three years old. Um, and so I'm getting a, a wide spectrum of experience from that. And from these years since being married and, and of course, having the birth of, of our daughter, there's been so much that I've learned and so much that I've been reflecting on concerning fatherhood. Um, and I believe that fatherhood and motherhood gives us unique insights into God's character and in who he is um, as the one who really is behind uh, the creation of both fathers and mothers. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited today to share a little bit about my reflections on fatherhood and what they mean uh, or what we can learn about God from them. Mm -hmm. And I love that um, he's here because he's actually uh, a student right now. He's pursuing his degree in divinity, hopefully his PhD one day as well. And so there's a lot that um, he does have a lot of knowledge so far and a lot of insight. And um, I really appreciate it when he can also share with me, you know, when I have questions for him and he can share with me insights that I may not know, right, because of his how he's getting prepared. So I really do appreciate you being with me. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Pleasure. It's an honor. Yeah. So since it's Father's Day is around the corner and in this month, um, June 19th, uh, and I know we're airing this on June 7th, I wanted to make sure we had, we did something in honor of Father's Day. So let's begin. So the first point and the first uh, characteristic of God that we wanted to share with you was God being a provider, God being a provider. So Fernando will share about that. So I wanted to start off by sharing a story, something that happened this past week with our daughter, our three-year-old. I take our daughter grocery shopping and I like to take her to the store. She enjoys being in the grocery store and kind of having that experience. But afterwards, what I like to do is I take her to a Target that's nearby and the reason I take her there is that after sitting in the car and sitting in the, in the little, you know, grocery cart, I, I wanted to get a little bit of energy. I wanted to be able to walk around, stretch her legs out and also interact with the toys and, and 
you know, play with, with the toys that are out there. And the thing that I love to do is I like to have her pick out a gift and that I can buy her so that we can take it home with us. It's a little treat for her um, and a bit of an experience. Um, and so this past week we were in Target. She was going through the, the different toy aisles. She was looking at different toys. She likes to pull out different things and, you know, throw them on the ground and I pick up after her and, and we do, <laughs> you know, kind of this whole, this whole thing. But when it got time to, to leave, uh, I asked her, I asked her if she wanted to pick out a toy to buy. And, and she said no. And she, she wanted to keep playing with the toys in the store. So I let her play a little bit longer. I asked her again if she wanted to play or if she wanted to buy a toy. She said no again um, and wanted to keep playing. And it kind of time, time just sort of ran out and we needed to get back. So I started, um, you know, walking her out of the store. But as we're walking out, she, she started, you know, saying, I, you know, the toys, I, I, want, I want a toy. So we go back to the toy aisle and I'm, I'm, I'm telling her, okay, pick one out um to to bring back home with us and she just wanted to play with them there she didn't want to pick one out and finally i asked her i said we need to go home do you want to buy a toy and she said no and so i said okay we need to go and i, I went to grab her hand to walk her out and she she kind of fought me she didn't want to she didn't want to leave and so i i picked her up and as we were walking out of the store i think it it finally struck her that she wasn't going to get a toy and she started sort of complaining and I said, no, daddy already, already asked you several times. Daddy wanted to, to get you a toy, but, but you said no, and we need mm -hmm. to go back home now. And, and I'm carrying her, and she's complaining. By the time we get to the car, she's having a full-blown meltdown. And when I'm putting her in the car, and she's kind of fighting me, she doesn't want to go in the car seat, and she's, she's having her meltdown. And, and, you know, as she's fighting me, I didn't, feel, I didn't feel angry. I didn't feel frustrated. I actually felt sad. I felt mm. sad. And, and the reason that I felt sad was that I, I really wanted to get her a gift. I really wanted to, to have that experience with her of, of picking something out and, and buying it for her and, and seeing her overjoyed and, and taking it home and playing with it. And of course, you know, the joy only lasts <laughs> for moments and then the, the toy just ends up cast aside. But, but I, want, I so desperately wanted to get her something and, and she just didn't want to. And who knows what was going on in the mind of, of a toddler. Maybe she just wanted things her way. She wanted to just play in the store and then, and then get the toy when she, on, on her terms when she wanted to. Um, or who knows, maybe she didn't care for a toy at that moment, but then realized later that she did. Um, but either way, it turned from a moment that should have been a gift into a moment that sort of ended up being a bit of a correction to show her that, you know, when, when daddy says it's time to go, it's time to go. And, and if you want a toy, you need to accept it when dad is offering it, not on when you think you, you need it or on your own time. Mm -hmm. And so I, I felt sad. I, I felt like it was a missed opportunity for her to, to really receive something that was going to be nice. And as I sort of reflected on this, I, I thought about God's character. I thought about who God is and just how much he really does want to graciously give us things. He wants to graciously give us the good things. And when we think of gifts, we can oftentimes think of material things, but it's not necessarily that with God. He gives us the essential things. He gives us the things that we truly need. In Romans 8, 32, it reads, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things.
That's God's character. And when I was going through this whole experience with Kessia, I can attest to this. My heart as a dad was not frustrated with her. It was just sad. It was sad that she was not taking this gift that I wanted to give her. And, you know, we're going to be back in that store in the future. I know that we're going to give her a gift. But what she learned in that moment was that she needed to trust dad. She needed to trust Dada, let, let, listen to Dada, let Dada buy the toy when he, he's offering it. And, and he, she learned that, that, that from that interaction, from what happened, where she ended up not getting something that perhaps she did want in the end. But I think also what it sort of reflects in our relationship is that as a father, I so deeply want to give her nice things. Mm. And, and I, I want that to be understood that that doesn't necessarily mean material things. You know, the toys that we, I get her typically are, are inexpensive. <laughs> um, there's, there's definitely a price limit we set on those. Um, but I want to give her the essential things. I want to give her the good things. But if she refuses them, if she rejects them, then I have to show her why they're so important. She understood how important that little gift was to her when she wasn't going to get it. That was when she finally came to appreciate it. And I believe that God as a father, as our heavenly father, he wants to give us great things. But if we don't appreciate them, then he teaches us. He teaches us and shows us through our own characters, our own decisions, leading us through them why the things he wants to give us are so essential for us. And so I wanted to share that, that brief story and brief thought about God's character. Wow, that is amazing. <laughs> I heard it before, but, you know, just hearing you say it again, baby, it's like, <laughs> wow, that is so true. You make such a good point. Thank you. Thank you for that. And the second uh, characteristics, characteristic of God that's a fatherly characteristic of God is that he is a comforter. Also, he's a consoler, which is very similar. So he is a comforter. He is the number one comforter. And I want to share uh, a story with you. Before I do that, I want to share scripture. And uh, the scripture I want to share is in Psalm chapter 23, 23, verse 4. And here I'm reading from my Bible here. So it says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And there's another scripture as well in Psalm 55 verse 2. And it says, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. Love that scripture. So I wanted to share a story, something that happened to me when I was in my early 20s. Um, I had been in a dating relationship in actually my college sweetheart for about two and a half years almost. And I honestly thought that I was going to marry this man. This is, this was my first true love. I thought this was it. Well, unfortunately, or fortunately, because I had for him, me. <laughs> fortunately for him, but at that time it was unfortunate for me. Uh, it, things didn't work out. Long story short, we broke up and that breakup was uh, really difficult um, I was brokenhearted. I was, I didn't initially want to break up, but, um, I was the one brokenhearted and I, I went through the hardest time emotionally that I had been through in all the time that I had been alive up to that point. This was truly a true broken heart. I thought I had a broken heart when I was a teenager. That was nothing. This was a real broken heart. And, you know, my dad, my dad, I'm gonna tell you about my dad. My dad is an awesome provider. 
my dad makes sure that we're taken care of. He is a hardworking man. That man loves his kids. But he's not the most physically affectionate person. And that's okay because we all have our strengths. And it's just not him. And neither is it mine. I've had to learn. Um, so when I tell you what happened, it, it, it was a shocker for me. But it was a good shocker. So one, one day, one morning, I was heading out to church. I remember it was a Sunday morning. And he, he kind of stopped me in the hallway because I was still living over there. Um, it was right, I think, right after graduating college. I was still living with them. And he said, he asked me, he, he didn't ask me. He actually said, um, you know, I just want to tell you in Spanish, because he speaks mostly Spanish. Um, he, went, he said, I want to tell you that um, everything's going to be okay that uh, you will find love again and you're going to find somebody that deserves you and and it's going to be okay and as he was telling me that he started crying and I'd never seen my dad cry and he hugged me and he held me and I started crying because he was crying because I was already I know I'm starting to feel a little better but I wasn't there yet but I was like wow He's, and as I shared this with you I'm getting a little teary because every time I think about that moment it just really it just really, it was a shocking moment, but it was a beautiful moment because I know that is not his thing <laughs> to hug and to be, that's just not his thing. But I knew the love that he had for me, the concern that he had for me, and the way he wanted to comfort me was to tell me everything's going to be okay. And at the same time, he also empathized with me because he was sharing like that, that same pain, similar pain. They didn't want me to to, to suffer. And he actually felt my pain. And so for me, that was so, so vital. It was, I think, a moment in our relationship that really elevated the way I felt, the way I saw my dad. I always loved him, but I felt like my love for him grew even deeper because I felt like, man, my dad, wow, like he really, really cares. Like he truly cares. Like, I knew he cared, but like this just took it on to a level that I never thought would be so um that really showed me that aspect that quality and that characteristic of god being that consoler that comforter mm. and so the next point is we're going to talk about is god as a protector god as a protector and i want to um have fernando share yeah and you know before we we jump into the protector side i, I think about that psalm it talks about how your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And these were tools that shepherds used. You know, the rod is kind of something you can kind of whack the animal back in place, the sheep back in place. And the, the, the crook is, or the, uh, the staff, you think about the shepherd's crook, the, the thing that has the hook on it, that you can sort of wrap it, rope it around the neck of, of the shepherd and bring it back into place when it goes astray. And it's sort of this idea that through guidance and through discipline, um, God is, is bringing us forward. He's taking us to the waters we need. He's taking us to the nourishment we need. He's taking us to the safety that he's providing. Um, but we have to be attentive to both the corrections, uh, but also the guidance that he's giving us. And, you know, kind of thinking about the story I shared with my daughter, um, it became a moment of correction that should have been a moment of giving but even within that correction, there was that love. I, I was holding my daughter. I was comforting my daughter um, as we went along. And even though I could have given in and just came back and, and, and bought her what she wanted or, or, or kind of given in to those demands, 
Um, but that wouldn't have been the right guidance. That wouldn't have been the right guidance for her. She needed a little bit of, of correction in that. And I love how God's character as a father, he does both. He guides, but he also corrects. And that correction may not feel pleasant, um, but it guides us where we need to go. And sometimes we're the stubborn ones who just need that correction. <laughs> Unfortunately, we just know it's true of our characters is that the correction isn't bad. It might be, it might be painful. It might be difficult in the moment, but it guides us. It, it, it corrects us and guides us into the, the nourishment that we truly need. Um, and, and that, I think, is also protective uh, to lead into the third point. That guidance, that discipline ends up being protective for us because when we have our character, when we have the guidance of God, when we trust it and we see it to be true, that itself provides us because it puts us on a path that is free of so many of the, the pitfalls that the, the, the wide passage provides us as opposed to the narrow one. When I think about protecting um, especially with my daughter, and, and I, I certainly have my anxieties with uh, my stepsons, um, but it feels different with my daughter, I will admit. Maybe it's because she's three, maybe it's because she's a girl, um, but it feels different with her. And, and I got to say, so much of my heart and, and mind just revolves around how can I keep this girl safe? How can I keep my daughter safe? I, and, and it goes through everything. It goes through the car seat, how I'm strapping her in. It goes through even driving, like which you know roads I take. Um, it goes down to things like social media. And obviously she's not gonna have a social media account <laughs> at the age of three, but more so that we, you know, we made a decision not to put pictures of her up on social media. Um, just to, to understand that this is a three-year-old girl and, and we just want to keep her safe and, and just to avoid any, any uncertainty, we just don't put any pictures of her on, on social media. Um, and it goes beyond that. I, I, I worry about, you know, this fall, she's going to be going to school for the first time and I'm going to put the footwork in. I'm going to go face-to-face and meet the potential te- teachers and see the potential facilities. If there's anything that looks awry, then that's not where I'm taking her. Um, and just the heart that I have is protective. I, I deeply desire to keep her safe. I pray about it daily. I pray about it multiple times a day. And that might, might somewhat be a, a, a sort of spark of anxiety in my own heart, but I think it, it, it builds off of it. It really feeds off of this, I, this um, feeling, that this really deep-seated desire to keep her safe, uh, to keep my, my, my baby safe. And I think about 1 Corinthians 13, 7, where it talks about how love always protects. Love always protects. And I can attest to this. There's something about being a dad that just, it it makes me want to not just protect, but protect by any means necessary. I think any dad listening to this can attest that anyone who who would harm a child They'll need to see us and, and by the strength that God gives us and hopefully by the wisdom God gives us, we'll face any challenge that comes in, in the way of our children. We have that heart and I believe God put that in us uh, to be zealous uh, for our children, to be zealous in keeping them safe, to be zealous in keeping them protected. And that is the deepest desire that I have. I think more than anything, even more so than the desire to give her 
you know, give her this gift and to be a provider for her. And of course, that's, that's at the, you know, at the top of, of, of my, my character. It's like, I want her to be provided for and I have to provide for, I have to be that for her. But being a protector is even more essential uh, to who I am and what, what God has given me as a father to be. Um, and so that, that's a bit of my heart around protecting my baby girl. Amen. Thank you so much, baby, for sharing that. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Just hearing you share uh, and just, you know, it, it warms my heart. And not only because you are a good father, um, you're a great husband, and I also feel protected, too. Wow. <laughs> so thank you. And that's that those are the three characteristics that we fatherly characteristics that we wanted to share. There are others, of course, but we kind of had to narrow it down to three because if not, we'll take like hours on the show. But um, we wanted to give some encouragement to you all out there and just honor. Uh, I know that the honor the fathers and I know that uh, the majority of my listeners are women. Um, but, you know, share this with your your husbands, your significant others, your friends, your brothers, your uncles. Uh, we definitely want to take some time to honor them. And I also want to encourage the ladies uh, that, you know, we have, we, we may not have a perfect father here on earth or have had a perfect father here on earth, but we have a perfect father in heaven who is with us, looks down on us, is next to us, mm -hmm. whose Holy Spirit is within us. And we are provided for, we are comforted, and we are protected at minimum. So I want to hope that this brings you encouragement today on the Spirit Filled Saturday. Thanks again, Fernando, my love, <laughs> for joining us. Thank you so much. Yeah, pleasure being here. <laughs> and uh, I hope that this, again, that that this Father's Day is a, a very encouraging one to all the dads out there. And ladies, I will see you in the next one. Hey, sister, real quick, if you received any encouragement from this podcast, the best way you can thank me is by going over to Apple Podcasts and leaving me a review. The more reviews that are on the podcast, the more women that can be reached so that they can also be encouraged and inspired as they dream and do for the glory of God, just like you. May God bless you and guide you as you pursue and grow your God-given dreams.